Back to the Anime Summit newscast. Sam the Bomb, your favorite host. You know how I know I'm the favorite? Because Danny smells. Don't tell her I said that. She, You know what? Actually, I think she listens to the newscast. I probably shouldn't have said that. Don't yell at me, Danny. But you smell a little bit. I can smell you from here. Uh, hey. It's May 14th. <laughs> Trisha's next to me doing crafts and she laughed. It's uh, May 14th. <laughs> it's, it's May 14th. This is, this, is, this is a Trisha newscast. It's May 14th, 2021, okay? And, um, yeah, dude, I don't have a lot of non-anime news, but for some reason this week, I have a ton of summer anime hype, a few October things, and good stuff like that. You know, it's like, it's really weird. Lately, I feel like with the anime news, all there has been is just, like, new show hype, which is fine, because, like, that's anime news, right? Um, but I used to, like, I used to find more stuff about, like, you know, uh, Sailor Moon makeup palettes or the new figures, this. Someone tell me, maybe maybe I should ask uh, the figureheads in our Discord, like Mike and uh, uh, Sean and all them, but, like, Someone tell me where I can find some, like, sweet figure hype, like, for news. Because I, I should start covering that stuff more for you guys. But, um, yeah, dog. Let's do it. Let's get into the non-anime news, and then we'll take a small break and then pop off in the anime news, okay? Uh, dude, Call of Duty Warzone and Black Ops Cold War is getting a Rambo and Die Hard DLC. Uh, that's pretty cool. So, like, could you, like, I, I think that it's, like, they're going to have... I guess, like, one of the levels will be, like, the Nakatomi Plaza or something, maybe. I don't know. Um, maybe you can play Rambo and you can, uh, uh, you know, storm Nakatomi Plaza or something. That'd be cool. Hey, you know what? There was a diehard, like, board game where you, like, it's like a, it's like a, it looks like a grid. And, like, you go through Nakatomi Plaza and like play out the movie kind of it seems really cool Katy perry's new song electric for the pokemon anniversary collab came out today along with a music video and you know what the song is like whatever it's like a mid Katy perry song poppy just feel good family friendly song kind of um but the music video was really cute i thought the music video was was pretty adorable Katy perry is whatever but you know a lot of people will probably see this thing and be like Oh, Post Malone and Katy Perry and all them, they don't really, they're not really a fan of Pokemon or whatever and blah, blah, blah. They're just doing it for the money. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe. But also you have to remember that, like, Pokemon's literally the most biggest, like, existing franchise right now. And a lot of people love Pokemon, whether it's just, like, they collected the cards for a few years and then stopped or whatever. Like, that's still a memory to them. People love Pokemon, okay? It's really huge, so... I don't know, maybe give Katy Perry and these other famous people some credit. People love stuff. I don't know how to tell you. Um, Microsoft celebrates 20 years of Xbox with new gear, Halo, love, and more. Uh, there's like uh, some collector's edition things coming out, special anniversary avatars for your Xbox uh, home screen or whatever. Um, there's uh, you know merch, shirts, and stuff coming out, so... For all you sex box people. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate Yuffie DLC needs to be downloaded separately. <clears throat> um, the new Yuffie DLC called Intermission. For those excited to see the new boss fights, the Intermission DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake adds two new chapters for players to enjoy as Yuffie Kisaragi begins her assault against Shinra within the city of Midgar. Um, but the UV DLC will not be available for PS4 players that do not have a PS5 console. Uh, for PlayStation 5 players, however, Integrated will include intermission at no additional cost, though the download will still be a separate digital item. Yeah, I don't uh, really get how that works. I mean, isn't DLC separate, a separate thing you download anyway? I don't, I don't fucking know. Anyway, 
um, DLC to me is like I never keep up with DLC news because DLC is such a bitch topic to talk about. Um, Xbox Insider members can sign up for a chance to reserve and purchase an Xbox Series XS to circumvent the scalper market. The fact that we have to fucking do that is just trash, and I will be talking about that at the end of this segment, but of the non-anime news segment, but god damn it, dude. Um, so dumb. Overwatch 2 developer update promises more PvP news this month. Um, following the departure of longtime director Jeff Kaplan, fans have been concerned about the future of the franchise, specifically Overwatch 2. Uh, a couple days ago, the game's new director, Aaron Keller, offered a quick developer update to shed some light on when Blizzard plans to reveal more about the sequel ahead of Overwatch's fifth anniversary. Uh, as opposed to further discussing co-op and story, Keller says the next big info drop will elaborate on Overwatch 2's PvP element. On May 20, Blizzard will host a live stream featuring both developers and Overwatch League teams where they'll play matches in Overwatch 2's new maps. They'll also dive into the changes coming to the game's PvP. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Hopefully we'll get to see more Overwatch 2 news. Um, Wizards of the Coast to restructure organized play and eliminate Magic Pro League. Uh, yeah, I mean, Magic, in my opinion lately, in terms of, like, competitive play and standard play have been kind of dog crap. Um, and not that I am in it, but just because I've seen it, um, from friends who are current Magic players. Um, it's, it's kind of like the same reason why Nick only plays certain formats of magic like he doesn't even play you know competitive and standard and stuff like that like he's he's like uh i wouldn't say a casual player but he's a pretty hardcore player but only with formats that are fun you know in my opinion um with some of these new sets and everything like that it's just it's whatever you know but um the fact that they're getting rid of it is I mean, it says a lot. I mean, there was somebody who tweeted, they told us they have no intention of going back to the old system. There will be no path to magic as a career anymore, and they will be more focused on other aspects of play, command fest, etc. Hopefully we get some set championship GPs, but there will be no pro dream. Um, and then Magic Esports replied to that guy and said, original post will not be explicitly designed to support competitive magic as a career path. However, there will be Grand Prix, PTQ, and Pro Tour-like events. Our focus will be the amount of play and the prize money, and less focus on the lifestyle or it being economically self-sustaining. I mean, it's it's really it's to be a pro like Magic player, Yu-Gi-Oh player, Pokemon player. There's there's not there is not you cannot have it as a career. You just can't. Um, you know, the the people who do somewhat have these games as careers are like, they're like streamers or YouTubers. You know what I mean? Like, so on top of like the competitive play and the prize money they earn in competitive play, they're also, they also have YouTube channels where they play online matches with Pokemon TCG Online or Magic Arena. <clears throat> where they stream Magic Arena or something like that. You know, it's not it's not all, like, you can't just fucking do... You know what I mean? Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! prize money is absurd, um, or at least it used to be. But, like, no, I'm sorry. Like, there's nobody out there who is a, a just a pro player, and that's it. Like, um, Team Sam, Team Samurai, he is a Yu-Gi-Oh! tuber, a Yu-Gi-Oh! tuber, and... You know, his money literally comes from just his YouTube and and selling the like he sells his own sleeves, like he makes his own he has his own brand of sleeves. He makes these Yu-Gi-Oh custom play mats with like um different kinds of art on them. Um, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh inspired art. And you know, you know Konami is aware of aware of it, so he's able to sell it, you know what I mean? And that's how he makes his money. You know, that it's just not, you can't do that. So, like, I mean, we can have a whole discussion about it some other time. But, yeah, uh, the fact that they're getting rid of the Pro League, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. They probably mishandled it thinking they could do some shit. And, yeah, nah. Um, dude, 
Let's get into some movie news. Venom. Maximum Carnage. Um, so, like, the trailer for Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, came out. And people are speculating that they're the, the Marvel's next big, um, like, endgame thing is going to be, um, you know, Maximum Carnage. With all the hype of, like, Spider-Man starting off Phase 4 with um, Far From Home and then the reveal at the end of that movie and Venom being a thing with some of the original villains from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies being in and Tobey Maguire himself being in the new Spider-Man movie. You know, that's their kind of access to the Sony Marvel verse, which is, you know, Venom and all them. So there's a possibility of Maximum Carnage. If you've never heard of Maximum Carnage, it was a Marvel Comics Spider-Man um, family of titles. It was a Marvel event um, where Spider-Man and Venom and a bunch of other superheroes in the Spider-Man universe or Spider-Man uh, lore team up to face um, Carnage and his team of like offspring um, that he made from his symbiote, symbiote body, whatever. Um, but yeah, I it's it's a really cool event. It was in the '90s, really sweet comic. They made video games out of it because that's how popular it was. But yeah, people are speculating that that would be the next big Marvel thing, which would be cool. I mean, in my opinion, that's not an epic Marvel event as much as the Infinity Stones were. But you know, uh, Psych Three gets green light at Peacock. They're making a third Psych movie. If you've never seen this series, it's a good series. I love it. It's one of my favorite TV shows. Um, and then it ended, I think, in 2012 or 2013 or 14 with like a sixth season. And then they had a movie after that and then another movie that just came out like 2019 or something. And um, they're coming out with a third movie called Psych 3, This Is Gus. So I don't know. I They keep making... They keep making these movies, and I don't know if they're trying to maybe hopefully reboot the series after a, a set of movies. Um, but yeah, that's going to stream on Peacock. Which, by the way, Peacock account is free. Um, there is, like, premium versions of it. But, like, I made a Peacock account the other day because I didn't know you could watch just some of their other shit they have on there for free. And I was... I just made a Peacock account, and I watched an episode of uh, Roseanne, which I thought was really cool. Um, they have all 10 seasons on there. Um, I wonder what she's doing now. Probably sulking in her own shit for being an idiot. Uh, Sonic 2 celebrates final day of shooting. Woo! Shit! Let's fucking go, dude. This is, like, one of my favorite. I, I thought this was a great movie. I thought it was really good. Um, <clears throat> they celebrated... Um, by Jeff Fowler posing with one of those, Holly, like, what do you call those? The camera clip thing, you know, where it's like a action, like the thing they clip, you know, that has like the C number and all that. Um, they wrapped up in Vancouver um, and he posed in a photo, tweeting the photo while holding one of those clips. And he's in, he's sitting on like some fake, like on a set, it looks like. And he's sitting on some grass with a bunch of mushrooms behind him. Which, in my mind, obviously we know that Knuckles is in the movie now because of set photos. Um, but that could very much well be the world that Dr. Robotnik was at the end of the first one. Um, it might, could be Mushroom Hill Zone, which is the first level of Sonic and Knuckles. That could be sick. Venture Brothers, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and Metalocalypse getting feature films. Cancel Adult Swim favorites, Venture Brothers, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and Metalocalypse will be getting new animated feature films. All three movies will be available exclusively on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital platforms for 90 days. After that 90-day window closes, they'll air on Adult Swim and stream on HBO Max. I am not a big fan of the Venture Brothers. I just I, I can see why people think it's a great show. I just never thought it was that funny. Aqua Teen Hunger Force was funny at first and just got less funny to me. Um, in my opinion, Carl makes that whole show. Um, Metalocalypse is 
hilarious to me. Plus, it, like, you know, caters to metal fans, obviously, so it's, I think it's pretty funny. Um, uh, they revealed Knives Out 2, and joining the cast is Edward Norton and Dave Bautista and Daniel Craig. I haven't seen the first one, but I heard it's really good, and, yeah, I heard these movies are sick. But, yeah, Ryan Johnson is the guy who is directing, uh, he directed the first one, he's directing the sequel. Um, so, Golden Globe... The Golden Globes just happened, and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association uh, is the people who do the Golden Globes. I guess Tom Cruise and a bunch of celebrities are returning their Golden Globes for lack of diversity on the panel of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. You know what? I agree with that. At the same time, it just is like you can tell that some of these celebrities, if not all of them, are kind of doing it for like, you know... uh, publicity good act of faith kind of thing because it's like these golden globes have been happening for forever and they've been happily accepting awards for forever and now it's like it's like now you're just noticing that that you know the golden globes don't recognize black films and black filmmakers like as often as they should you know i don't know um the apparently the hollywood foreign press association has pledged various reforms including changes in its ethical practices in reply to stars such as Mark Ruffalo and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Celebrities, man, they, I'm, I mean, I, I think their opinions matter, and I, I I do think their opinions matter, and obviously. And, and maybe, you know, maybe that's another reason why they're returning their past Golden Globes too because, like, they're not just returning the ones they got, they just got. They're returning – a lot of these celebrities are returning all of them. They're just like, yeah, you know what? I happily took this back then, and I shouldn't have, you know, so maybe that's why. I don't know, but, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell with celebrities whether they're doing something in good faith or if they're doing it just to look good, I guess. I don't know. It's 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 hard because, like, obviously, you know, we want celebrities to, kind of like, come down to, like, our level and, like, dude, you should see what it's like out here, you know, but I don't know. Celebrities are fucking weird. The Golden Globes suck, regardless, though. Um, Masters of the Universe Revelation, they released some screen uh, shots. This is going to stream on Netflix. This is done by Kevin Smith, which is pretty dope. Um, the artwork looks pretty cool. They look It looks like a, you know, a little bit more of an adult cartoon in terms of like the way it looks and stuff. Um, it almost looks like just like an updated version of the 2002 version, which the 2002 version was pretty cool, in my opinion. But I'm excited to see Skeletor. I love Skeletor. He's one of the coolest, like, cartoon villains ever. Um, I love He-Man's sword. Like, fucking... I've always loved the way that sword looks. I personally am a fan of the Thundercat sword a little more. But, yeah, dude, that'll be cool. Um, Marvel unveils nine Pride variant covers from Phil Jimenez uh, for Pride Month. Which I think is super dope. Um, That's super sweet. So, like... There's obviously heroes that are LGBTQ and they um, are they each have variant covers of the current issue in their respective series. So we have Black Cat, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy featuring um, who is that on the front? I don't know. See, I haven't read Marvel Comics in forever. Uh, Marauders. We have uh, Ice Man there. Uh, Marvel's Voices. Um, Marvel's Voices is like a new like project, diversity project. So like there's LGBTQ characters on the front of those. Um, the Mighty Valkyries, uh, Wolverine, and I forgot who this is, but it's like a different um, Weapon X program. X-Factor, we have Mystique on the X-Men cover, which I did not know that she was, like, queer in any way. I just thought... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I guess I didn't know. But, yeah, or LGBTQ in any way, I should say. But, yeah, that's pretty sick. The, the covers look super dope, and Phil Jimenez is, like... A great artist. So, okay. So here's here's the big here's the big thing. Let me tell you this. Okay. <clears throat> so last week, um, a friend on so like you know I'm a part I'm, I'm a part of a bunch of discords. I think we all are right for the, my Discord listeners and all, all everyone on Discord. You know, Discord's great. Okay. I'm on private ones and I'm on public ones, right? So, like, private ones are the ones I have with just a few friends for a group of, 
hobbies, whatever, you know, and then I have, obviously I have Anime Summit and all the other podcasts, ones that I'm a part of and just common interest groups, whatever. And I'm a part of this other private one of some people who I used to play like Pokemon and Vanguard and Magic with. And, um, you know, we've just always played tabletop games together. So like, it's just like me and like, uh, six other people. And, um, my friend, one of my friends, uh, was at a local store and was like, Sam, this store has, uh, it's a big, big name store. So, so, uh, you know, um, and it's like Walmart, you know, but they have a card section, but it wasn't Walmart. Um, they fucking, they're like, look, they have Digimon. I'm like, fuck, which, which one, which location? He's like this one. I was like, fuck, let's go. And so the next day I, after I picked up Trisha from work, we went and they had five of them and it was a Digimon. It was like the, the Digimon, um, <clears throat> which one was it? it I, don't, I don't know what it's what they called it, but it basically was like this party pack thing where it was like 16 bucks, and it comes with two packs of the first set and two packs of the, the 1.5 set. And so it was four packs for like 16, 18 bucks. And so I got two of them because I was like, oh, I'll wait till I get paid tomorrow before I buy. Um, I'll wait till I get my money tomorrow before I buy the other thing. I'll come back and buy the other three tomorrow. And I went I went back and they were gone and I was so salty. It's just like Digimon product is so hard to get, you know, and um and I'm part of the Digimon group, a local Digimon group, and I saw someone post the pics of them getting it and I was like, Fuck And he was like, This is the first time I got Digimon cards though, I haven't been able to get any product. So I was happy that he got it, honestly. Um, you know, better than one of the other guys in the groups already has like literally fucking every card. Like some like I don't have the luxury of just like you know pre-ordering cases and boxes like some of these guys do. I just don't, you know. I don't know what they do for jobs, but clearly, uh, you know, it's enough. Or you know, the other problem I have too is that I got too many hobbies, so I'm like trying to fund too many hobbies at one time. You know, I I wish I was like Nick, you know, where Nick like he doesn't buy anything. Nick just like buys stuff he needs and just buys magic cards and then anime stuff. That's it. You know, there's two hobbies. That's it. You know, he has more money for more for you know, fewer hobbies. And so anyway, obviously there's like, we talked about this a while ago on the newscast where they had the signs up and it was just like, um, Pokemon and sports cards are limited to one per person, whatever, one product per person. And then there was now, there was a couple news articles I read, um, not in my state, in some other states where some of the Walmarts are just flat out barring, the 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 card game and trading card vendors from coming in and stocking the stuff and i don't remember what state that was in i think one of them was like nebraska there was some other ones i don't know but anyway straight up just like stopping the card vendor at the door and going no and their local like corporate hq they're literally telling people until further notice do not come by and restock the card section. And so now I'm reading an article. This article came out yesterday that says Target will no longer sell Pokemon cards in store due to safety concerns. So I don't know if you heard about this, but there was some... I don't remember what what state this was in, but I saw it on you on the news part of my YouTube feed. Um, there was guys arguing over sports cards, and uh, one of the guys pulled out a gun. Um, no shots were fired. Uh, I don't think, or I think maybe one was in the air. I don't remember, but still dangerous either way because it could come back down or hurt somebody. But, um they were telling like customers to, to evacuate, you know, run evacuate. Cause someone, I think so. Yeah. Maybe there was a gunshot cause people were running, but one guy pulled out a gun. Nobody, nobody got hurt. Um, but obviously all the people involved in that incident, including the guy with the gun and the people he was arguing with got arrested. Uh, and it's just, uh, and apparently it was over sports trading cards. I think it was NBA cards. I'm not sure if it was tops or whatever, um, 
but my god. And there's many you could you probably sitting there going, Sam, what what is the reason for this? How did this whole thing start? The pandemic. Plain and simple, it was the pandemic. Literally. The pandemic has has been terrible. Obviously, it's been terrible for everyone. But now we are starting to see the after effects. I heard on the radio the other day that people were returning dogs to humane societies because they were talking about, like, you know, all the humane societies and dog rescues were closing because of the pandemic, so all the dogs needed homes and shit. And some of these people are returning them. Like, and so then people have started, you know, collect card collecting as hobbies. And I saw a mother and her two kids today. We, me and Trisha went to a Walmart today um, after work. And I saw I wanted to look at the card section because I was going to see if they had any Digimon product. Um, I saw a mom and her two kids today picking out some Pokemon starter decks. And I, I heard the, the, the older boy, he wanted packs. But they only had, like, trial decks and some other stuff. And... You know, the little girl got a little trial deck. I think he got one, too, because he just settled for it. And um, I could hear his mom go, that's that's all they got, you know, whatever. And, you know, that's just that those are the kind of people who who should get them. Right. I mean, pro players and play people who want, who play the game uh, as, weekly as a hobby or whatever, often as a hobby, you know, they can buy singles or get packs from whatever. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, well, son, this is a good thing because local game stores should be getting the money for the product. I absolutely agree with that. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is the fact that it's causing this much commotion, the fact that I'm reading an article that says Target will no longer do this because of this, right? The Digimon cards are even somewhat going through this problem, but Target has not barred Digimon, only Pokemon and sports cards. So, um, it's hard for me to get Digimon cards for the same reason. You know, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago in the newscast, like how it was hard for me to get trial decks. I was trying to get trial decks for one of my mods, uh, Sean, shout out to Sean. And I was trying to get myself some and, uh, uh, it was just really tough and it, it sucks. All this scalping business, like what I mentioned with the Xboxes earlier and stuff like that, this scalping shit has to fucking stop you guys. And I don't know how we stop it. I literally don't have an answer. But it's just not fair to the people who want to buy the stuff to genuinely enjoy it. And maybe it means that we just... Maybe that just means demand goes up and we get more product. We get more printed product, which means it'll be more available for everybody. You know? But then what's to stop the scalpers from buying it at a higher demand as well? You know? And it's just, dude, it's just shitty. It's just shitty. And I literally don't know how else to stop it other than talking about it and complaining about it. I mean, it's not like you can have a fucking higher security guard just to sit at the card section, you know? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's wild to me. It's wild. It's super wild. But anyway, I had to rant about that and talk about that because that's just messed up. Um, but yeah, anyway... Let's take a small break and we'll move on to the end. Boom, check that out. Okay, links.animesummit.net. You can find all the links right there. Where to join the Discord, patreon.com slash animesummit. Become a patron today. Give a Smokey his wings. And he'll fly to your house and get the fuck out of my house because I'm sick of this. Dunn cleaned his boxes yesterday and there was a huge human-sized turd in there. And I was like, that had to have been the puff. Turns out it was Nick pooping in my box. Anyway, dude, also, I was, uh, I guessed it on the Talking Anime podcast with Mitch. He, him and I have been DMing for like, I don't even know how many, for the past like almost a year now. And dude, good guest on mine, guest on mine, guess I'll guest on yours. You guess on, and I gotta bring, I gotta bring him and his new host, co host Guy on. And I'm really sorry, but he, he had the he had the audacity to ask me to to guest 
on his birthday at their their the podcast birthday episode anniversary episode and i was like i was like man i don't deserve this honor man like i've been ducking you for a while now and you're letting me do this now and he was like yeah you know it's, it's fine i'm like dude i it's that's amazing yeah i can do this and he had given me a whole list of topics to choose from and ah god i feel so bad anyway you should go listen to that we just kind of talk about some of our favorite anime our top 10 and i didn't really give a top 10 i kind of just gave my top 10 at the time because it changes way too often in my opinion um but yeah like we it was just me sky and mitch and it was just we were having a fun time it was great and i think uh mitch and sky are really cool yeah so you should go check out the talking anime podcast and listen to that that episode came out uh yesterday so yeah um dude i want to um dedicate this newscast to Suzumu Kazuhara. He was 74. Um, he did a lot of music on the trumpet and um, some other brass instruments for Laputa, Castle in the Sky, uh, My Neighbor Totoro, uh, Lupin the Third, Porco Rosso, Gundam. Uh, I think he even did a lot of instruments for Hibiki Euphonium. He did it for Hibiki Euphonium in the movie bunch of stuff so yeah he was 74 years old um you can hear his trumpeting in those those movies and uh such so yeah this is for you suzumu kazuhara let's go komi can't communicate romantic comedy manga gets october anime um i heard this manga is really hilarious really funny um i really love this art style it's really fun it kind of reminds me of uh kind of some of the goofy like shonen art styles we got in like the early 2000s at least the guy does anyway but the girl Komi is like super cute I think she's really adorable um I'm excited for that I've heard it's really good kind of want to read the mango I want to read the mango do the mango chutney Haikyuu anime gets smartphone game Danny this one's for you JK but not JK but JK but not JK but yeah I mean you know smartphone anime games Here's here's how I see it. If you love the franchise enough, people can say all day that they don't like mobile games or whatever. If you love the franchise or the thing, like the lore or whatever the thing of the game is, whether it's gotcha or not, you'll 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 play it. I'm, I'm sure you'll play it. You'll play the fuck out of it. Trust me. I played that fucking Gundam mobile game for like on my iPad for like. A few months, and I know that's not super long. There are people who play these games for years, but that game was hella fun for a while. Uh, Ruroni Kenshin series gets new novel on July second that centers around the wedding between Kenshin and Kaoru. Um, yeah, maybe we'll get a movie out of that too. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty sweet. Um, apparel music creator Jun Inagawa launches Maho Shoujo Magical Destroyers anime. This is going to be premiering. I think in October as well, not much details is given about it. Um, he is directing the anime and um, graphic designer Gucci Gucci Imaze or Gucci Maze, Gucci Maze designed the logo. I have no idea what it's about. It doesn't say anything at all, um, but it looks to be very visually aesthetically pleasing. I mean, obviously it's going to be driven by like music and such. Um, the teaser visual features an otaku hero and a magical girl anarchist as the main characters. And, uh, yeah. Uh, the great Jahi will not be defeated. Anime unveils cast staff summer hype, July 31st debut with half a year run, uh, two cores run on Friday, starting in July. Um, the Great Jahi, the Dark Realm's second-in-command, cuts a frightening figure, feared and revered by all, but when a run-in with Magical Girl results in the destruction of the precious mana crystal, the Dark Realm falls, transporting the newly tiny and powerless Jahi to the human world. Unfortunately, plotting the revival of the Dark Realm from a cramped, crumbling one-room apartment is no easy feat when you have rent to pay and a job to keep. So, basically, the Great Jahi becomes this, this cute girl with ears and a tail, and gets isekai into the real world. So it's like a reverse isekai, which is pretty funny. Um, this is based on a novel, I think. Um, 
But the guy who, or the person who's directing it, is uh, Mirai Minato, who did Masamune Kun's Revenge, uh, Bofuri, um, Studio Silverlink. So, yeah. That looks kind of cute, honestly. I, and you know what? I hate Isekai so much that that could be good for me because it's an Isekai going to the other way, you know, to, from fantasy world to a real world, you know. Uh, PA Works, Aquatope of White Sand, unveils more cast. We got a July 8th premiere. Um, I think we talked about this once already. But yeah, I think this looks really cute. The anime takes place at Gamagama Aquarium, and there's a secret about the aquarium um, and a girl becoming an idol. And yeah, it it, it it looks really... I really like the design of this. The artwork looks really good. Um, the visual looks really nice, too. So yeah, there you go. Some summer hype. That's happening in summer. Uh, Artist Witch Project about Harajuku scene gets net anime on May 28th. Um, it's called Artist Witch. Kazume Ikeda is directing the anime at Studio Sunrise. The project highlights Harajuku fashion, art, and music, and features creators and artists who are active in fashion art and music to create content from Harajuku. Uh, Asobi System is a Japanese talent agent whose artists include uh, Kiari Pamu Pamu. Um, but yeah, there's a there's going to be a, a bunch of... I think it's a, kind of like an anthology net anime kind of thing. I'm standing on a million live season two. That is July 2nd. So if you like the first season, which I never finished, by the way, tell me how it is. Um, I don't know if anyone else watched it. I watched like the first, like, I think I watched up to like episode five or six and it was getting kind of interesting, but I kind of forgot about it. But yes, it's getting a season two. So uh, Da Vinci magazine, July issue to include Aaron and Mikasa rom-com collection. Um, uh, Katokawa Media Factory's book and manga news magazine Da Vinci will publish a feature on ha- Attack on Titan. The feature will include Aaron and Mikasa rom-com collection, a story and character guide for the series, a collection of Levi and Mikasa quotes, and a manga analysis. I don't know what rom-com collection means. I don't know if that's like a new story or like a one-shot manga of them acting like they're in a romantic comedy or something. But yeah. Uh, Occubus Trip Hellbound and Debriefed game launches for PS4, Switch, and PC in the West in July. Um, hell yeah, dude. Uh, I think this is the sequel, right? And the first game came out in like 2016, and then the anime based on that came out in 2017. And so I believe this is like the the sequel. Yeah, I think this is a sequel to that one. So it's like the second one or third one. Or. There's a PSP one, right? I don't remember. But anyway, Akiba's Trip is uh, pretty funny. Ooh, we're going to save that for the end because that's the Kodansha Awards. We'll save that for the end. Um, Evangelion Final Film Studio Car reports slander, threats, criminal intent against staff. Studio Car confirmed on Thursday that there have been acts of slander, threats, and suggestions of crime against individuals involved in the production of the movie in the form of misinterpretations of the film's content-related articles. The studio stated that it will protest slander threats, comments that suggest criminal intention, and any other acts that undermine the staff's dignity stemming from personal dissatisfaction with the released film. Um, so basically, I guess the film was not what some people wanted, and those people are threatening people at Studio Cara with violence. Listen, if you're this much of a, f- of a, a fan of something that you will hurt and or stock the creator because they did not do what you wanted them to do, then you need help. You need professional help. I don't mean that in an insulting way. I mean that in a sincere way. There's, there's, that's just, that's terrible. And that's not how you should behave. That's horrible. So yeah, that's, that's trash. That's scary. Uh, sci-fi survival anime Sunny Boy unveils cast July 15th debut. I think we talked about this last week. But this fucking anime dude looks great. Holy shit. The the, the, the trailer for it looks fucking amazing. Um, the science fiction ensemble drama centers on 36 boys and girls on August 16th. Midway through a seemingly endless summer vacation. Middle school third-year student Nagara, the mysterious transfer student Nozomi, and classmates such as Mizuho and Asakaze are suddenly transported from their tranquil daily lives to a school adrift in alternate dimension. They must survive with the superpowers that have awakened within them. Yeah, this, it, it's so cool, and it looks so good. Like, the animation looks amazing. And I don't know who this girl is. Is that Nozomi? Oh, no, that's Mizuho. That's the, my favorite character already because she's got three cats. 
just she's holding one one's rubbing against her leg and one's on her shoulder that's the best character i can already tell you three cat face johnson's 10 out of 10 happy science organization announces next film in the laws of the universe anime uh actress and happy science member yoshiko sengen voices the film's protagonist the space hero yazael uh Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. I'm trying to find the... I'm trying. So I guess it's a planned trilogy. It doesn't really say what it's about. Uh, the Laws of the Universe. Film series. Uh, but yeah, apparently the first one is called the Elohim Chapter. And it's an anime. And they will be teasing it at Tokyo Roadshow. So yeah. I'm sorry, I can't find a fucking synopsis. But when I do, I will let you know. Um, Gunnam Thunderbolt's Yasuo Odagaki draws a new Dugram manga. Shogakukin announced on Thursday that manga creator Yasuo Odagaki will draw a new manga based on the Fang of the Sun Dogram, a military robot manga anime series. The color manga is titled Get Truth Tayo no Kiba Dogram, and it will launch as a web manga in Shogakukin's eBay comic form manga website on May 28th. I have never heard of Dogram, um, but apparently it was a Sunrise's first mecha anime after animating Mobile Suit Gundam and uh, is seen as a foundational anime for the quote-unquote real robot subgenre of mecha anime, which highlights realistic military tactics and political intrigue. Yeah, and I'm looking at the mecha design of this robot. Yeah, it looks like a fucking... This is, like I guess, the like one of the first mecha designs in which it looked kind of a little bit more realistic than like a Gundam or a gun tank or, you know, whatever like that, but or a Zaku even, but yeah, that looks really cool. I really like that. I've never heard of that. Maybe I should watch that Fang of the sun. Dogram, 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 Doug, Doug funny. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. You guys looking it up on the podcast. Oh, look at this. Okay. 75 episodes and two anime films and an OVA. Hmm, that's uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know if I can commit right now. Just give me a hot minute, okay? Jesus. Scarlet Nexus anime video reveals more cast in July 1st debut, and this is coming out along with the the new video game coming out as well. Um, but yeah, this is this is like cool superheroes with unique weapons, the anime kind of thing. The main guy, MC Kuhn, has a sword. There's a girl who, there's a guy, a nerdy guy who's got like two, uh, extendable nightstick, electric thingies. This girl looks like the Yandere. She got like a crossbow. Handsome guy with two knives or something. He's kind of hot. I'd probably suck his dick a little bit. Who knows? But yeah, that could be really cool. I heard the game is okay. I think it just kind of looks like a hack and slash. I don't know. Demon Slayer film earns over forty million dollars at North American box office. Woo! Uh, I don't know what the budget was, but that's that's a lot of money. You know what I would do with $40 million? I'd buy $40 million worth of fried chicken. And I wouldn't even share it with Trisha. I wouldn't even share it with anybody. She just gave me a look like, fuck you. No fried chicken for you. My Love Story Aozora yells, Kazune, Kazune Kawahara launches a new manga. The June issue of Shuisha's Bisatsu Margaret magazine revealed on Thursday that Kazune Kawahara will launch a new manga titled Taiyo Yorimo Mabushi Hoshi, A Star Brighter Than the Sun, in the magazine's next issue in June. The story will center around Sei Iwata, who is stronger than average girls, and her childhood friend Kamijo, who used to be weak but is now popular with everyone. Hey, I love my love story, so hopefully this is good. Um, I would love to take a read at that. I think Basatsu Margaret's like monthly, isn't it? Is Basatsu Margaret monthly? Does anybody know? For my manga homies out there, let me know. Uh, I think we talked about this. We talked about this last week, right? But Anime Expo Lite is going to be a virtual event instead of the planned event. This is happening July 3rd to July 4th. They are charging $5 for a ticket. But... Because remember last time we didn't know if it was going to be free or they were charging for or whatever. So it is going to be five bucks, which is technically not that bad for, you know, a virtual convention, I guess, you know. 
but all the proceeds are actually going to the Hate is a Virus Community Action Fund. So it's not even going to them. It's going to charity, which is really cool. You know, it's a virtual con, and you raise money for charity. You know, it's what we did with um, it's what we did with uh, Anatube. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool. One Piece rap creator Sean Conrad does a thank you recitation for fans. Uh, yeah, the Sean Conrad, the rap artist behind the iconic Four Kids One Piece dub anime opening theme song posted a thank you version of the song to his youtube channel so yeah you can go check that out uh that's pretty funny um drugstore in another world anime reveals opening ending theme song and this is coming out in the summer as well um corporate drone reiji is transported to a fantasy world where he discovers that he can craft potions at a higher level than his rank should allow taking advantage of this reiji makes a tidy profit enough to open his own drugstore an elf who can't aim his bow, give him some eye drops. A dragon who accidentally breathes fire, cough syrup. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty lame. Drugstore in another world. Restaurant to another world. Drugstore in another world. We're going to have Walmart in another world. Me and Trisha are going to write an anime called Applebee's in another world. And it's where Trisha and Smokey get isekai and they open an Applebee's franchise in the middle of a dragon's uh, cave on top of a bunch of gold. 10 out of 10 anime. I'm telling you. The Duke of Death and his maid anime reveals promo video theme songs. More summer hype for y'all. <laughs> summer hype. This looks like a CG anime, though. It looks terrible. Oh my god, this looks bad. The manga story centers on the titular Duke of Death, cursed to steal the life from any living thing that he touches. He is accompanied by his maid, Alice, who enjoys teasing him but is the only remaining person devoted to him. Yeah, I mean, it looks kind of cute, except it looks like a CG, it's a CG anime. God, that looks terrible. It's like that really bad-looking CG like that they use for, like, idol anime and shit. It looks terrible. Uh, Kudo after anime film screenings delayed to July 16th due to COVID. The official website for the crowdfunded anime film based on the Little Buster spin-off visual novel Kudo after announced on Tuesday that the film's theatrical screenings have been delayed from May 14th to July 16th. Uh, yeah, if you don't know what Kudo After is, it came out on the Vita. I think it originally came out in Windows in Japan, and then they remade it for the PS Vita, and this is the anime adaptation of that. And Kudo After is a visual novel based on the character uh, Kuravyaka, who is like a transfer student to the school. Um, so yeah, um, I love I love Little Busters, and I love Kudo. I think she's very cute. Uh, Ninjaxis original anime project crowdfunding campaign launches. Producer Saburo Omiya launched a crowdfunding campaign on Twin Engine's official motion gallery platform for an original anime project titled Ninjaxis on Tuesday. The campaign seeks to re- raise around 3 million yen, which is about $27,000, uh, by August 31st to fund a pilot video for the project. Um, the project's world is centered around Clockwork City, a city that found and maintains its prosperity on the power of clockwork gears. Within the city, two families descended from its founder via Vi for Power. The project's cast members include Amina Shindo as pro- protagonist Njemon and Karu Sakura as Clarissa, lift in the image. Yeah, there's a little image here. The, this, the, and the art style kind of reminds me of like a, a kid's like a ninja anime from like the late 90s or something i don't know it, it looks kind of cute i like the background i like the castle in the background that looks really cool yeah just look that up ninja axis it's spelled exactly how you think it is um so like on this week's episode of the podcast we talked about tokyo revengers and how the censorship in episode five was really bad um yeah i mean the only reason i bring it up again is because um Anime News Network, you know, they always do, like, their little episode reviews of things. And the article on the Tokyo Revengers episode 5 um, by Nicholas Dupree is pretty good. And I think uh, that kind of sums up how I feel about the censorship as well. So, yeah. Uh, Tokyo. Speaking of, though, Tokyo Revengers manga adds 6 million copies to meet a 670% sales jump after anime's debut. That is huge, by the way. Super huge. Super huge. Um, 
new Dragon Ball Super movie revealed with message from Akira Toriyama. Um, in honor of Goku Day, Toei Animation Akira Toriyama revealed today that a new Dragon Ball Super film will be released in 2022. While not much was revealed about it, Toriyama did share a message to fans, and he said, In all new movies since Dragon Ball Super Broly is currently in the making, just like the previous movie, I am heavily leading the story and dialogue production for another amazing film. I really shouldn't talk too much about the plot yet, but be prepared for some extreme and entertaining bouts, which may feature an unexpected character. We'll be charting through some unexplored territory in terms of visual aesthetics to give the audience an amazing ride, so I hope everybody will look forward to the new movie. Yeah, I mean, the Super Broly movie was sick, so that'll be really cool. Uh, next manga, more 2021, opens on ama- nomination submissions. The 7th Sugi Nikuru Manga Taisho opened its English website for accepting overseas votes on Friday. This year marks the first time the awards have accepted entries and votes from outside of Japan. Submissions from the print manga and web manga categories will open until May 21st. So yes, do it. Do it now. If you're an aspiring artist making comics or whatever, do it now. Now is the time. The time for prime. Prime time. Prime time get up. Money. Anyway. Dude, here's the last piece. Ready for this? Ready for it? Fucking ready for this, you guys? 45th Annual Kodansha Manga Awards winners announced. Hype! Ready for this? Okay, let's, let's start at the top. Best Shonen Manga. Blue Lock. That's right. Sports fucking manga. Got Best Shonen. I gotta read Blue Lock because I heard his pipe is fuck. Uh, best Shoujo Manga. A Condition Called Love. Best General Manga. Uh, Miss Yuria's Red Thread of Fate. So yeah, there you go. Um, Blue Lock is is by Muneyuki Kaneshiro and Yusuke Nomura, and that's in Weekly Shonen Magazine. A Condition Called Love is in Dessert Magazine, and that's by Megumi Morino. And Red Thread of Fate is by Kiwa Eri, and that's in B-Love Magazine. So yeah, there you go, man. I gotta read Blue Lock. I heard his hype. I heard his hype as fuck. Anyway, thank you for listening every week. Thank you for listening to this week's newscast. I love you guys very much. Make sure you go to links.animesummit.net. And, of course, May 23rd is a live stream of our 300th episode, Be There or Be Square. Or, well, no, I think Danny says Be There or Be a Bitch. Which is just super fucking rude. I mean, I know I yell at you listeners every week and call you names, but that's my thing. That's what I do. I yell at you guys and insult you guys. Anyway... You're all a bunch of bitches. There. Now the balance in the universe is back. Anyway, be there or be a bitch, okay? Thank you for listening every week. I love you. Trisha, say goodbye. Bye. And this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.